0: It's game day, game day, game day, let's get it, Larry, let's go,
1: let's hey, go, hey, let's get it, dog, hey, the time oh, is here. here,
0: no more time talking, we're gonna be hearing those pads clapping, hey! <laughs> Welcome to game day. Welcome to the Krug show. Good morning to everybody. Larry Kruger, the coach, hanging out Saturday morning in our regular time slot. It is 918 on the West Coast, 18 minutes after noon on the East Coast. Welcome to the Pig and a Pickle Krug show brought to you by Pig and a Pickle, the best barbecue in all of Northern California. Check them out in Emeryville and Corte Madera. They're open seven days a week. From 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. or until they run out. Pig in a pickle. We're also brought to you by Marin Autoglass. Bottom of the screen, 415-883-3030. Marinautoglass.com. We are also brought to you by Mojo Fantasy and Underdog Fantasy. Check that link in the description. Use the promo code KRUG, K-R-U-E-G, on either site, and they will match you up to your first $100. We have arrived. It is the divisional round. The Niners had 21 days off, three weeks to sit around and wait for this one. The pack in town tonight at Rainy Levi's. Expect some wet weather. Pack your poncho. Um, and get ready because we've got Niner football. The winner moves on to the NFC championship game. The loser calls it a season and that level of finality. And of course, leading in, we got Ravens and, uh, Texans out in coaches neck of the woods in the AFC divisional round. Um, man, I cannot wait. Coach, how are you? Good morning. I'm doing good. Good game it's day time, man it's time to get the
1: pads clacking baby it's time we've been waiting a whole week
0: three and oh that's all that matters three now oh. three, three and wins oh. get this one get one more win on super bowl sunday and put that sixth lombardi in the trophy case good
1: night irene hey it's time for us to pack the Packers, man. I'm smoking on some pack tonight. We're going to be smoking on some packers tonight. Some packers pack. It's there time, bro. They're not on our level.
0: Big I'm John excited. Williams. Big John Williams is in the house. He says, Thanks for a great season of content. Headed to the game now. Going to enjoy four hours of rain, tailgating, and some good football. John, thank you very much, sir. Thank you for the super. Thank you for the. For the, uh, the the donation online as well. I saw both of them. Uh, thank you very much, John. We appreciate you. If you see me down there, I'll be in that parking lot. Um, I'm, I've got the pregame on 95.7 The Game with the Great Low Neil at 3 p.m., 3 to 5, we'll be at uh, the Santa Clara Hilton. So, I mean, it's around 2 o'clock. I'll be walking diagonally through the parking lot and then doing it again right before game time. If you see me, come over and say hi, throw me a beer, throw me a hot link, whatever you got to throw me, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll celebrate this one tonight. Um, Lee Gowland from the UK in the house. Absolutely buzzing, Larry. Oh, Let's me- effing go. Listen, let me tell you something right now. Bang, bang. Look at that. Bang,
1: bang. Hashtag bang, bang. Bang, bang. Not a gang. Hey, look, look, look. It's more of. Like you know how usually we get we get we do a lot of studying and yes. and and paying attention to make sure that we at least have our takes together. But doesn't this kind of feel like the reward now, where you get to really just sit back and just enjoy them? Yeah. Like we don't gotta assess them. We don't gotta run through. Like what's the point in talking about the offensive line when there's only two games left, three games left, right? Like now it's about did we win? Can we move on to the next week? This is this is the this is the best part of football, man. I love the playoffs oh, because all of the stupid stuff completely flies out of the window. It's literally win or go home. And
0: how you get it done really doesn't matter. My kid's got a basketball game today and he's like, you know, he's like, "Dad, I my basketball game's during the playoffs." I'm like, "What? During the playoffs?" My wife's like, it's just a game, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh, his game, right? No, she's talking about the Niner game. Oh no, he got to skip that little ass game. He got to go to. He got to watch the game. I'm like, it's just a game. You got to be kidding me. I've been, I've been, I've only made seven thousand trips to Santa Clara. I'm only sat in my garage talking to people on streams for thousands of man hours. It is more than a game. This yes. This is it. I want everybody
1: to feel the energy right now. We, this is almost kind of like a special club right now, right? We've been going through the whole year, week in, week out talking about the playoffs, talking about what they're going to look like, how we need to be prepared, what are the things we learned about last year to this year, blah, 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 blah,
0: blah, blah, blah. No. Who's going to be healthy? Who's going to be hurt? Come on, talk about it, Larry. Will they get the first round by, you know, know, all this stuff. We're here to my real ones who stayed
1: down since week one. We deserve this. To my real ones. We deserve this. Let's watch our boys whoop ass today. I'm ready. We're hours away. You'll feel,
0: you feel it, Oh, dude. I do. Away. I do. I'm absolutely I'm, away. I'm absolutely fired up. Absolutely fired up. Jesse had a great tweet this morning. I don't know if you saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh just do you see Jesse's tweet? Nah, what do you tweet? Uh I, I retweeted it with a let's effing go. Let me see if I can uh, call this up here. It's a it's a good one. Um, just, you know, I mean, here it is. Let me see. Um, basically he tweeted out earlier today. Here it is. He said, I woke up with a buzz and not because I'm hungover. LOL. It's because it is playoff game day for the 49ers. These -hmm. days, no matter how confident I am as a fan, I get butterflies eagerly awaiting the outcome. This is why we are fans. Let's go. Niners. And hey dog. Just- hey look, look. Hey look, you ain't got a heartbeat
1: if you ain't feeling today. If you ain't feeling today, leave. Get out of the room. Like <laughs> I don't want to have no half-ass conversations about Brock Purdy. I don't want to talk about the defensive line. I don't want to. No, right now is for cult members only. We got to believe there can't be one ounce of dissension in the room when we're going to go play this game today. Hearts
0: and minds. Everybody got to be on the same page, Larry. Everybody. No doubt. No doubt. doubt. Um, So last night, um, you know, I decided I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch. I got the all, you know, I've got the all 22. I've already watched all that. I decided I'm going to watch the TV condensed version of Cowboys Packers one more time just to take mm-hmm. a look at it. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of, you know, just, you know, I had, you know, you like anything you watch, you watch it, uh, the live TV copy. Then I watched the all 22 uh, and I saw the coverage and I saw all that and you get one vibe. Then I went back and I watched the condensed TV copy one more time. Mm-hmm. And watching that, it—I had a totally different perspective, and I was watching it with my 14-year-old. Okay. Jordan Love was really good. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Jones had a great day, but re- you know, really, the Cowboys shot themselves in the foot. Right. They had penalties. They had turnovers. Um, they, you know, Prescott was bad. Um, they, they really, they just made a lot of mistakes. Um, Aaron Jones ran 21 times for 118 yards, five, six, a carry three Mm -hmm. touchdowns. Mm -hmm. But if, if you really watched it, Dallas did a nice job on him early. It was late that he gouged them for, you know, 20 yards, 27 yards, he piled up a lot of those those that those numbers when this game was out of reach and Dallas wasn't sure. You know they didn't know if they were coming or going in the second half of this game. They were so shocked that their season was coming to an end. So I mean that really stood out. Ceedee mm-hmm. Lamb had a had a terrible drop. Um, the Cowboys ran Ceedee Lamb like a running back. I mean yeah, he play just totally stupid. Um, Dallas didn't have a run game to speak of, uh, you know, Dallas had success going empty, but they didn't even go to it until the second half of the game. And, you know, Dallas had a key third down in the first half of the game where they dropped Micah Parsons, their best pass rusher into coverage. Mm. They didn't play the game smartly. They didn't, they, it was, it was as much Dallas Gagging as it was, Green Bay beating them. Um, you know, Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker cannot cover, and yet they really weren't asked to. They weren't. No, um, I don't think we're. I, I I'd be shocked if we see Jair Alexander today. Mm-hmm. He didn't practice all week. Uh, he went down in this injury in this game with a with a left ankle sprain, a recurrence of a previous injury. I don't Mm -hmm. think he plays today. Mm -hmm. Um, Another guy who was pretty good in the game was uh, Kingsley and Igbaré. He's out. Two hits on the quarterback. He tore the ACL or or sprained the ACL, whatever it is. He ain't going today. Averaging
1: over forty plus snaps for the season. He's a real piece for
0: them. Yeah, Quay Walker is a defensive end. Uh, He's not going to be able to guard CMC in coverage. That's not happening. and, And at the end of the day. Dallas ran for five yards a carry and yet they and they ran for 123 yards overall, but they didn't run at the right time. and mm-hmm. and and Tony Pollard just looked pretty average, running for three7 a carry. So I just think that you know, and then when you just look at the box score and you look at the and you looked at the game, Dallas had some really bad penalties. Um, you know, and, and, and they were minus two in turnovers. Uh, so I just, I don't know. I look at that game again and I'm not that the pack wasn't impressive. They were impressive. Mm -hmm. And Jordan love is an impressive guy, but it wasn't, he wasn't walking on water. No. And, um, you know, Romeo Dobbs and Luke Musgrave and Dontavian Wicks and Tucker craft and Christian Watson, Bo Melton, Jaden Reed, they're good receivers. Don't get me wrong but i don't know if there's a great receiver mm-hmm. there you know what i mean i don't i don't i don't see a brandon Ayuk um in that group so I, to me after watching that game i i still think this is going to be a major league challenge for the 49ers but i feel confident that if the niners come out take care of the football and run the ball run the football and throw it and try to pick off their linebackers in coverage, I think the 49ers are going to be a tough team to stop offensively today. The Niners' offense can only stop themselves today. I want – you know what? This is a kumbaya
1: show for us. If anybody's coming in here thinking that we're going to disagree today, go home. (laughs) I'm 1,000% on the same page with you, Larry. This is a hand-in-glove game. All right, By the numbers, not even the eye test, but by the numbers, the Packers are horrible at outside zone, defending outside zone, and they're not as bad as defending outside zone as they're dead last in the league at defending inside zone. That is our identity. It is literally what we do on offense. They do not stand a chance against us defensively, especially running the ball. It's going to be a it's going to be a, a nasty day out there today. Yeah, um, It's almost but. begging for us to slow it down, run the ball. Also, with running the ball, we want to be able to take the air out of the football before they do, because that's what the Packers do they lead the league or their top five in the league in possessions per game and with what with and with uh time spent in the play clock between plays they love to take the air out of the football Jordan Love really doesn't come alive or become special unless they have the play action game which is their run game the Packers we can't talk about them as if they're nobody we are playing a live body tonight but this is what they do. They love to run outside zone with Aaron Jones and inside zone with, the, uh, with uh, I believe it's A.J. Dillon. Uh, they're He's they're running back. Yeah. He's so I don't even I mean, think Dillon's going to play, which is kind of like their pace horse in between the tackles. I'm telling you, this team is cruising for a bruising. As my boy uh, Stifler illustriously said, hurting for a squirting. It's over for these boys. Like, I don't see any time like, When you want to go nuance and you want to look at, oh, well, Eric Arnst is just coming back in the defense, maybe a little bit rusty. And what are we going to do with the offense or not? None of that stuff matters when you're talking about a man's game. We've been waiting on this. Nothing that we can say about this game that like would minutely tip the scales pales in comparison to the fact that this is divisional round of the playoffs. We're coming off of a bye and this team isn't
0: better than us. Jesse's Coaching? in the house. He says, Dallas gonna Dallas. People quickly forget the team's on a bye. Rain, rust, none of it matters. 49ers by a million. By a million. Not even close. close. The 40, you know, it's gonna be rainy. It's gonna be, it's gonna be uh the field I think is gonna hold up, but it's gonna be wet. Um, but here's the bottom line on this thing. The 49ers have Christian McCaffrey. The 49ers have Debo Samuel. Let's The talk 49ers about it. have Brandon Ayuk. The 49ers mm-hmm. have George Kittle. The mm-hmm. 49ers have the, all of the best weapons. They've got the best running back in this game. They've got the two best receivers in this game. They've got the best quarterback in my opinion in this game. They've got the best tight end in this game. They've got the best left tackle in this game. Um, yeah, I, the 49ers should be able to, to really have a lot of success in this game offensively. Now, is there going to be a challenge? I yeah. say the biggest challenge is going to be the first quarter establishing an offensive rhythm off a 20-day layoff and knocking Green Bay out of their rhythm. And I still, you know, people, I, I asked Kyle Shanahan on Friday, I said, would you ever consider taking the ball to begin the game? And he, like, before I could even get the question out, he's like, no. No. And so he shot it down to such a level. He's so that pressed had, the lap. That's the, he to, loves that. He loves it. He loves it. But I had to push back and say, or at least say, why can you give me a reason? Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. says, Hey, you know what? I really believe that, you know, if you get the ball in the third quarter, you have the ability to kind of control and you, you know, you can control your, how long and how you operate your last drive. So he can control if he gets the ball at two minutes, if he gets the ball with six minutes, if he gets the ball with 10 minutes, he can control pretty much if he has a long second quarter drive or depending on how he wants to concoct that final drive of the first half, he can play it where they score going in and they score coming out. And it's all about being comfortable, and that's what makes him comfortable. Mm. My only, my only, uh, pushback on it would be this. I believe that it's not about that as much as I've always believed that you should take the side that you think you have the advantage in. Mm -hmm. And I think the 49ers advantage is their offense against the Packer defense. So I'd want to put my offense on the field first. I think the Niners' defense against the Packers' offense is way closer than the Niner offense against the Packer defense. So that's why I even asked the question, because I, I'm i just thinking, hey, you know what, let's put the offense out there and make Jordan Love, maybe on a wet night, wait 20, 30 minutes to get his first hands on the ball, and maybe you're up 7 nothing at that point. Shanahan wants to go with what he's comfortable with, he believes wholeheartedly in deferring. I, I think it's very, very likely um that that Green Bay, if they win the toss, is gonna take the ball like they did last week. If the Niners win the toss, they're gonna give the ball to Green Bay. So I almost I think it's almost like ninety-five percent certainty that this game's gonna start with Green Bay's offense and the Niner defense. And the Niners will defer to the second half. What's your philosophy on a coach? Cause I, I really believe that it's not as much about, you know, um, the, I, like go t- deferring to the second half guarantees you get the ball to start the third quarter, but it really doesn't guarantee that you're going to finish the second quarter with the ball there. There can be any number of ways these drives are timed out. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're forced to punt a bunch, if you force them to go three and out a bunch that th- th- you may get the ball, with 12 minutes left and drive down the field. um, And it takes you eight, nine minutes. Let's say it's a long drive. And now they get the ball before the second quarter. So there's no guarantee just because you're getting it to begin the third that you're going to have it at the end of the second. How do you see it? Would you rather put the Niners offense out there first or defense?
1: Well, I think it's contextual. I would look at time of possession and what teams like to do. A lot of teams want to say that they want to dominate uh time of possession, but I look at time of possession as almost like a, a true indicator of what your team can and cannot do because you know, you can't hold onto the ball any longer than you want to, whether or not a defense can get you off the field, or if a defense can't get off the field, that's going to show over time, especially in this area of the season, meaning that basically the whole season has been played for me. I'd like to play with the context of the team that we're playing. So this week, we're playing the Packers. They don't necessarily have a good defense. They protect their defense with their offense. That's why they hold on to the ball so much. They want their defense on the field as little as possible. And they do that because they want the ball all the time. If you look at what they did with Dallas, they took the ball right away and they shoved the ball right down their throat. They established dominance because they knew that as long as they can get three to four stops in that game, they were gonna be okay, and that's what football is. It's a, it's, it's a volley, right? You go, I go. You go, I go. If you don't make it, then I make it. If I'm up, then you, that's just how football works. And I understand what Kyle is doing because, in a way, he's kind of like he's trying to like shirk the shirk the, prever- the proverbial fantasy draft order. Like, hey, if I let you go first, I get to double up when I get to finish the first half and come back. That's cool, but contextually, I think that you would put the Packers in a much more tougher spot. If you scored on them first, if you scored on them first, if you held the ball, we had a good long drawn out drive. Not only have we taken the first swing at their identity on what they want to do, but we're up and we're in certain ways, taking them out of what they most want, what they most likely protect them, which is their run game, right? We go up two scores and Aaron Jones is running wheel routes all game. Yeah. All right. So my, I understand that, Kyle is coming off with an adage where I guess he's playing by the numbers, right? Like just the analytical data of over time, this this bears out to be the best formula to win a game. But I do agree with you. Contextually, when you play a team that really wants the ball that much, you take the ball from them because you want to unearth what they're scared of. And that's the fact that I feel like Green Bay, they need a run game to protect Jordan Love. They don't like Jordan Love being sped up because that's when he makes mistakes, and they want to keep that defense off the field, right? Uh, And that's why they want to keep our defensive line on the field because they're, they're banking on getting us tired. That's what they want to do. Now, if there's anything about this team, the Packers, that I like as a unit, I like their offensive line. I do. They've got a stout O-line. They got a couple of guys that they picked up that are kind of in the same ilk of us. They got a right tackle that they picked up from the fourth round. A tweener guy, 6'4", a fringe 300-pound guy, fast, nasty, agile. I'm going to be looking to see what Tom does against Bosa. But for what I see on this team, I would much rather take the ball from them.
0: Um. You know, by the way, this is the Green Niners and Green Bay meeting in the playoffs for the fourth time since twenty twelve, the tenth time in the postseason overall. Uh, Brock Purdy against Green Bay for the first time ever in the regular season. He did face Green Bay in the preseason. Uh, mm-hmm. The Niners in twenty twelve won 45-31 behind Kaepernick that that night where he ran for one eighty one. Twenty thirteen Niners won 23-20 on a frigid day in Green Bay on a Phil Dawson field goal. 2019, Niners won 37-20. That was the Raheem Mostert 220-yard, four-touchdown game. And then, of course, 2021, Niners won 13-10 in Green Bay. Jordan Willis blocks the punt to tie the game at 10. Robbie Gold with the game-winner. Niners win at 13-10. Uh, Niners are the one seed. They're 12-5. Pack are the seven seed. They're 9-8, 10-8 and 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 if you want to throw in their playoff win. Niners, 9.5-point nine favorites. The over-under is 50.5. Green Bay leads the all-time series 38-33. There's one been one tie. The thing that jumps out when you look at these profiles of these teams is that Green Bay's rush defense is 28th in the NFL and the Niners' rush offense is 3rd. So Packer fans and there's a few of them here in the chat um, you know talking a big game. The one thing that stands out. I mean, Green Bay's offense is 11. Green Bay's defense is 17. Niners offense is two. Niners defense is eight. Um, the 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 two weaknesses of the teams, it's the Packers run D. They should not be able to stop the 49er uh rushing attack. And the Niners pass D is 14th. Can the Niners stop Jordan Love's passing attack? He's got 21 touchdowns and one pick over the last nine games. Um, and he he's playing really at a high level. Um the a couple things stand out to me, and it's I don't want to say it's an you know might be an oversimplification, but the Niners are eight zero when they don't turn it over, and they're four and five when they do. So don't turn it over. Don't turn it over, man. Brock Purdy's an aggressive quarterback. This would be a great game to check it down. Be more patient. Value time of possession. Um, To me, if you say, what's the what's the greatest recipe to winning this game? It is to dominate the time of possession. You know, the Niners can score fast, but dominate the time of possession. Take the check down. Make them play defense. Keep Jordan Love on the sideline as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Tire out their defense. Pile up lots and lots of plays on their defense. Um, I, I think if the Niners play it that way, they're going to have a hard time losing this game. Um, I I really do believe that. The other one that really stands out, um, you know, you got to get on the board early and getting the Niners have to do two things in the first quarter. They got to establish a rhythm and they got to knock Jordan love off his rhythm. The Niners scored 76 points this year on opening drives. That's the most in the NFL. It's not just the most in the NFL this year, coach. It's not the most in the NFL over the last couple of years. It's the most in the NFL since at least 2000. You got to go back almost a quarter century. The last time a team scored 76 points on a, in the season on opening drives. So the Niners have been an outstanding team on opening drives and that that trend has to continue. The other thing that has to continue, the Niners led the NFL this year. They scored touchdowns on 67.2% of their red zone trips. That was the best in the league this year. That's got to continue. And the other stat that really jumped out 49ers are 10 and one when McCaffrey runs for 75 yards, run the freaking ball. We got to run the ball, man,
1: run. We got to run the ball. I mean, I've I've been, I've been, you know, I'm a YouTube baby. So I do a little trolling around and, uh, I've been getting a lot of pushback on me, pushing for us to run the ball but here go the facts the reason why we're pushing to run the ball is because if you look at the identity of our team i've been wrong i've been saying that the identity of our team is a run first team well that's not what even though we are we do have the leading rusher in the nfl that's not necessarily what the numbers bear out to say we're passing the ball a lot more than we are running the ball right we're a passing
0: team um and in a sense go ahead well, I was just going to say, I believe the 49ers um, passed the ball this year le- less than any other team in pro football.
1: Yeah, but as far as our standard is concerned on what we've been doing, how we run the ball as a franchise, under, especially under the regime of Kyle Shanahan, we've done way more through the air than we have in his, in, in his tenure this year than we have with anybody else. Would you say that
0: would be accurate? Oh, I was just going to, the, the number was the 49ers offense this year. They have the third, their third rush offense in yards per game, eighth in rush attempts. They threw less than any team in the NFL. They mm-hmm. were last in the NFL this year in pass attempts. So right. they've been a run heavy team this year.
1: Well, I mean, if we we, churn, we also churned out the, the franchise leader uh, in passing yards this year as well. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? so, Which really
0: speaks to the efficiency.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, as far I, I understand that we're looking at the uptick of what the rest of if we, Now, we're going to compare ourselves to the rest of the league. Then we don't pass at all, right? Well, the rest of the coaches, league passes
0: the ball way more than us.
1: And it's right? distorted,
0: of course, because the Niners won a bunch of games. And what do you do in the fourth quarter when you win a bunch of games? You run the you ball. Run, yeah, you stop oh, running. Yeah, I, I would you love to see what those numbers say, let's say, in the first halves of games. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, yeah. those no, we pass less because our team is got 12 wins and we're leading in the fourth quarter most of the time and we're running the ball. Brock Purdy has the fewest fourth quarter pass attempts in the entire league. Well, that just speaks to the whole team, right? That speaks to that just
1: him. That just speaks to us. Most of the games we win are over by the fourth quarter, right? We um, get up, we run the ball. Yeah. So uh, for me, I I feel like an, an extra emphasis on running the ball, um, not just this week, but for the rest of the entire duration till we finish the whole deal is gonna be important. Uh if for me, and this is just personal, but if if I
0: see that we left it all on Brock and we didn't win, I'm gonna be frustrated. Well, look at this one, Coach. This is a pretty good one from Jamaro Thomas. He says, Larry, my question is, do you think Kyle's gonna start out? Um, is he going to come out passing? I, the one thing I loved about Jim Harbaugh is that Jim Harbaugh would come out and they would run the ball. And if you couldn't stop the run, he would just keep running it. He would just keep running it. Sometimes the 49ers have come out and they get a little pass happy early. I thought they did that against the Ravens. The numbers said they should have run the ball and they had a couple successful pass plays in the first drive. And then all of a sudden they got a little pass happy. I, I, I'd love to see them come out in this game. And especially if it's wet, let Brock, you know, work up a little bit of a sweat. He hasn't played in three weeks. Um, let him warm up a little bit and run the ball. And if, if you're having success, stick with that run. That's what I'd like to see early in this game. I'd love to see the Niners come out and set the tone by, you know, one of these drives that's like 14 plays, 11 runs. You know what I mean? Something Mm -hmm. where they're just like, you know what? You can't stop the run. We know it. You're 28th against the run. And so here comes the run in every way imaginable. We're going to run power. We're going to toss away. We're going to run Debo on an end around. Uh, you're going to get, you know, uh, you know, Elijah Mitchell for a run, you're going to get 10 runs of McCaffrey. I'd love to see them come out and just have a very diverse rushing attack from a bunch of different formations and just have the pack kind of confused, but r- keep the ball out of the air in the first drive. Not, no, not exclusively, but, but a lot. No, that's exactly
1: how I feel. Uh, and really I've been saying it all year. Uh, I want to see the entire stable of running backs be used throughout the game. I mean, if we're do- if we're doing it with Christian McCaffrey, I get it, but I don't want. I just I want the best of what we do to be utilized. And I understand that right now it, it seems as though that we have like a like an a la carte kind of smorgasbord of an attack where we're kind of like this. We have like this amoeba approach where we kind of form to whatever the defense is is giving us you know what i mean like and i understand that that's cool for getting through a season but um i do i would like to see some intent like you know green bay they're not a better team than us but you got to respect what you see on the on tape and what i did see against on tape is dallas isn't us but I also saw Green Bay. They came out and shoved the ball right down Dallas's throat. That's exactly what they did. They 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 came out and they put their identity on the game. And by the time Dallas, by the time Dallas woke up and started playing football, the game was over.
0: Um, I want us you to do gotta, that. To you got to cover their receivers. Dallas did not cover their receivers. Musgrave was open. Dobbs was open. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the, I thought Dallas did a terrible job in the, you know, losing um, connection with the Packer receivers on third down. It wasn't like the, the, you know, Jordan Love just had all day to throw. It's that, you know, he, he got to the top of his drop on a couple of those pass plays, drifted and bought himself maybe two extra seconds. And then all of a sudden somebody just sprung wide open. You know, it almost looked like busted plays. I mean, mm-hmm. Dallas. Dallas didn't even make play on many of the longest pass plays last week. Dallas's defenders weren't even there to make a play on the ball. Yes. So, I mean, it, the the, the Niners. It was a lot of bad football out there. There's a lot coverage, of bad football. The coverage was. Green Bay schemed a lot of their guys open, mm-hmm. and um, if they do it again today, it's going to be a long day. The Niners have to cover these receivers and cover Jones out of the backfield. They've mm-hmm. got to be on these guys, um, and then the Niner rush: Chase Young, Bosa, Randy Gregory, Robert Beal, uh, Austin Bryant, if he's up, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead. The Niner D lines gotta gotta make the Niner D line has to be felt by Jordan Love. He's got to feel that pressure. He's got to feel they've got to speed up his clock because right now he's he's like I mean, against Dallas last week they handled the rush. And he got to play the game on his own terms. You got to make him play the game on your terms. Definitely. Um, I,
1: I just I feel as though that right now uh, they are they are some of all parts as far as um, their offense is concerned. Um, on defense, they they they're disjointed. They have players, but they're not necessarily a cohesive unit. Um, quite frankly, they're young on defense. They have some guys that are a little long in the tooth, and and they Preston Smith. And uh, some other. Campbell. Yeah. And some other guys as far as Campbell is concerned. But if you really look at it on their defense, they got six first round picks on their defense. And Jair Alexander, Kenny Clark, Rashawn Gary, Darnell Savage, Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt. Um, and you would think upon first glance that they give you something um, stout. But these boys just run around, man. You know, when I think about this defense, you know who I feel, you know, who I. you know who, what quote reminds me. What I'm reminded of when I watch this defense, remember the press conference of uh, Russell Westbrook when he was talking about Pat Beverly? And West Westbrook goes, man, hey, man, Pat Bev got y'all fooled, man. He just be <laughs> running around, man. <laughs> Pat Bev got y'all fooled. He just be running around and y'all be thinking he doing something, man. <laughs> like That's how I feel about this defense. They got the, They got us fooled, man. They just be running around. These boys miss tackles. They're confused often. Um, if Dallas would have got the head out of their ass early in the game, this would have been a very good game for them because they can't stop the run. Dallas just didn't commit to it. They were down
0: so early, and then they started to try to pace it out. It was over by then. I'll give you an example of why that's so true. I'm watching the game. Dallas is down twenty-one nothing. All right, or twenty to nothing. Twenty to nothing. Um, Dallas is driving the ball. They're in Green Bay territory. It's second and two, second and two run the freaking ball. It's the first half. It's second and two from whatever it was, 30 yard line. Mm-hmm. Instead, Prescott throws it and Savage picks it off and takes it back to the house. Ball game. They go up 27, nothing.
1: It's ridiculous.
0: If they, it's if, ridiculous. That, if, if Dallas goes in for the score there in, in, you know, then it's, it's 20 to seven. And there's still a few minutes left in the first half. Uh, you play defense. You get the ball back in the third quarter. Um, it's anybody's ball game. That game mm-hmm. absolutely got away from them on that play. And what did they do on second and two? They got greedy. Run the ball. Run the ball against a team that's 28th against the run. In that same situation, if that comes up today and you're Kyle Shanahan, run the ball. Run yeah. the ball. Do not give them. You know they they got one guy back there in Savage that that you got to be you got to know where he's at. He'll jump routes. Uh, Jair Alexander is a great corner. That was the other thing too, is last week against Dallas, the refs really allowed Green Bay to mug the the Cowboy receivers and get there before before they the let them play. They let them play. They let them play, but I mean they they allowed PI to go mm-hmm. and. The the first interception was blatant pi. The P mm-hmm. B had 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 both arms around the receiver and climbed over his back before the ball got there. This re, re, this uh, ref crew today has been known to call more flags. So I think you're gonna see. I don't think you're gonna be able to just mug up on on iuke and and Debo and commit all these penalties and just be like, ah, they're gonna let him play. Last week, Green Bay got lucky in that. They absolutely were hyper aggressive, more aggressive than Dallas, more physical than Dallas, and the refs let it go. Mm-hmm. Uh this is the playoffs. That's a tendency. They want to let it go. But I think in this game, if you look at the who's refing the crew, Kemp's crew, um, they led the NFL and flags thrown. So I don't I think they're gonna call it a little bit more like the regular season than they have in the past. Um the Niners gotta help Colton McKivitz with Rashawn Gary.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be, um, it's going to be Rashawn Gary versus Colton McKivitt. Uh, it's going to be a good matchup uh, right now. I, I, you know, they're going to get their passes out early that that's, and I honestly, I really do see the best defense for Rasan Gary is to run right at him. It's the same thing. I see him in the same ilk as Micah Parsons, not necessarily as dynamic as Micah, but a little sawed off, not that necessarily a bigger guy. Colt McKibbis is a big body, he's six 200, 290 plus, and he could move. You get a guy like Rasan Gary moving, you got to get him going sideline to sideline. Um, what now, notwithstanding on pass on pass protection. Our offensive line should have a good day against them. Offensively, their pass rush isn't necessarily dynamic. I don't see it. Uh, uh, really, what I believe is is that their linebackers are going to be singled out by Kyle. I'm not a big reliever in Quay. I'm not a big reliever in Quay Walker or Devondre Campbell.
0: Yeah. Um, no, I think if you if you said what what makes me feel best about the 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 Niners winning, the Niners have Greenlaw and Warner, and those guys have Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell hundred percent. I think that's second level. The the Niners will be able to control Jones because of their backers being fresh and rested and ready, mm-hmm. and um, Green Bay won't be able to handle McCaffrey or Debo or Kittle or anybody in the middle of the field uh, because they're banged up in the secondary and their secondary their 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 linebackers can't cover worth a damn. Um, all right, couple things. There's a couple things I got to throw you. One, the Niners are ten and one. When CMC goes for 75 yards on the ground. So run CMC Green Bay against opposing wide receivers, 28th in the NFL Green Bay against opposing tight ends, 23rd in the NFL. So I think that that's interesting. Um, Teams on short rest in the playoffs facing a team on regular rest. That would be the Packers against the Niners five and 12 straight up. And this one I thought was really interesting. And this defines Green Bay's spot here. Teams that win in the playoffs as six-point dogs or higher the previous week mm-hmm. and come into the next game as six-point dogs again are three and thirteen straight up over the last twenty years. So mm. that's Green Bay. That's Green Bay. Um, all right, couple things, and then I want to talk a little bit about some of these other games because we're only going for an hour today. Because I got a busy day, I got to drive to Santa Clara. Uh, I gotta, I gotta do some honey around the house, and uh, and do kind of your business, man. I gotta do that. But let me hit some supers, and then I've got to. We want to go through these other games because I got some interesting um, numbers on some of these other games. I think is, is you're gonna want to hear. Anthony says, Anthony C. says, talk about how great the not, the San Francisco and Green Bay rivalry was and is. Favre owned us in the '90s, but San Francisco has returned the favor in full. Uh, are the Packers the second best rival to the Niners behind the Cowboys? Um, New York Giants, Seattle also come to mind, I would say. Uh, yeah, Giants, Seattle, uh, Dallas. Dallas. Um, He's huh? saying if Dallas is the number one rival to the Niners, who's the second? I would say it's either it's
1: Seattle, either
0: Green Bay, Seattle, Green Bay, Seattle, or, or Oakland they the Rams. That was a big rivalry for a
1: lot of years. For a lot of years. Um, and then it got kind of rejuvenated once they moved out here.
0: Seattle, um, I think, maybe. You don't you think know. Oakland? Well, now they're in Vegas, so no. But
1: uh, I mean, they didn't even just play. because they
0: moved to Vegas? You don't remember? Well, I mean, they rarely play. They rarely play. and and the, and the Raiders have been such crap for so long. I don't know. Yeah, it hasn't really been a rivalry. I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean, it's been very one-sided. By the way, how sweet will it be if the biggest game in the history of, of uh, Mark Davis's stadium is won by the Niners? Mm, that'd how be bitter? dope. Mark's going to go to P.F. Chang's twice. to. <laughs> up. Uh, Yo, let's sit here at 44 minutes, bro, and I can't believe you said we're getting off of that. Like, this feels surreal. We soak up an hour like a sponge, man. Oh, I know. We got 1,000 people in the room. Ready, set, rush. There's only seven games left this season. I Let's appreciate it. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I agree with that. Ricky yeah. Williams is great show, fellas. Do you guys think that Brock is the type who wants to outplay Jordan Love? In my opinion, I think he takes the matchup personally, much like playing the Ravens uh, could lead to his downfall. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think Brock more than anything holds himself to a really high standard. The one thing that Brock has said many times this year, um, when he gets faced with criticism and people who slight him, he, he, he throws in, ah, uh, you know, I'm just out here. I'm just the quarterback of the Niners, blah, 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 blah. But he always tags it with, we'll see at the end. We'll see when this is all over. Mm-hmm. Like he plans to be in the winner's circle on Super Bowl Sunday. And I love that about him. Uh, yeah, I
1: everybody that. does. Um, I, I, I feel I feel like Brock does have a he, he listens. He listens. He hears, oh, yeah. It. He hears um, it. Yeah, he hears it. And one thing that I do love, I love the fact that he doesn't try to play like this sheepish babe in the woods, act like he act like he doesn't hear it. You know, Jimmy right. used to do that. You know what I mean? Like right. that used to be so infuriating when jimmy would move forward with like no self awareness whatsoever to like the the context or like the tenor of the room and i feel like brock he it takes a special quality to be able to stay focused but still be human enough to like touch on the elephant in the room right for and say like all right yeah i'm still doing my business but i'm capable of having this conversation and i'm going to give you exactly what i need you to know but until then, just know like this is on. My, this is I see this too. It may be in the peripheral, but it's still there. You know what I'm saying? So I love it. You know I, I like it.
0: Um, one more super here for go for broke with a 49er win today. They'll tie Green Bay and New England for the most playoff wins with 37. They'll extend their NFL record NFC Championship game appearances to 19, three more than the next nearest team, the Steelers, with 16. Yeah. There you go, great mm-hmm. day, great day to be a Niner fan for sure. Up, oh, pop quiz from Go for Broke. There have been only five players who have won NFL MVPs in successive years. Name them. The five players, what that have won NFL MVPs in successive years. Um,
1: successive years,
0: back to back. So I would say John Peyton Elway, Manning. well Peyton Manning, John Elway, Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady. Mm, I would say no. I know A-Rod went back-to-back. Back, Peyton Manning yeah. won back-to-back. Back, Elway went back-to-back. Back. Steve Young? Didn't Steve Young win in 92 and 93? Yeah. I think so. We'd have Steve Young, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rod Rogers, Elway,
1: John Elway,
0: and Mahomes. Marino? No.
1: No. Mahomes? Mahomes. Mahomes. Go for broke. Yeah. Did we get it? Did we get it? Hold on. Here we go. We got Uh, him. He just put it up. Jim Jim Brown, Joe Montana, Montana, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Manning, Aaron Aaron Rodgers. Dude, he's just smacking us around.
0: (laughs) He he just smacks us around. All right, let's talk a little bit about the the first game today. Houston's taking on the Ravens. All right. right. Baltimore beat Houston 25-9 in week one. Mm -hmm. In that game, though, Lamar Jackson, who was probably the MVP of the league, uh, who's one and three in the playoffs, 24 touchdowns, seven picks this year. In Mm -hmm. that game, Houston held Lamar to 169 yards passing, no touchdowns, one pick. They stopped him on the ground. He only had 38 yards rushing, and they sacked him four times. Houston lost that game because it was C.J. Stroud's first game, and they turned it over, I think, four times or Or they didn't turn it over four times, but they went for it on fourth down four times, and I think they only got it once. But I don't know how you see this game, but there's a couple of really interesting things about this game. Baltimore leads the NFL with 156.5 rushing yards. Okay, they're 30th, the Ravens are, in pass attempts. But coach, guess where Houston ranks in run defense? I'm looking now. (laughs)
1: where do they rank in run defense in yards per Mm. carry i don't see that
0: first houston's defense has given up 3.3 yards per carry it's the first number one run d in the nfl last week they held cleveland to 2.8 yards per carry so blake cashman had a bunch of tackles christian harris is great against the run so Great. what if Houston stops Baltimore's run and makes Lamar pass? C.J. Stroud last week against uh, Cleveland, the number one defense, mm-hmm. um, had a 157.2 passer rating, three touchdowns, threw for 274. There'll be no Marlon Humphrey in this game. Houston's O-line against Miles Garrett and company, maybe the one of the best D-lines in football. Zero sacks, only one hit allowed last week. Now, here comes Baltimore. They led the NFL with 60 sacks. And C.J. Stroud was only 4-4 and on the road this year. Baltimore, we know, has really good safeties. Geno Stone, Kyle Hamilton, Mark Andrews, they're saying may return. But um, the big matchup to watch is Zay Flowers in the slot against Desmond King, who was great last week against uh, Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Um, I like Houston to win this game. Houston's defensive ends against Cleveland last week. We're talking about Greenard and the kid from Bamble, Will Anderson, Will Anderson and Derek Barnett, four sacks, seven quarterback hits. I think Baltimore is a bully team that runs the ball and gets a lead and then basically makes you pass it. I think Houston can either come from behind in this game, not if they get buried. Well, I mean, that's who we are, Larry. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think Houston's going to stop Baltimore's running game and make Lamar throw it. And I love Stingley in the back end. I think um, Desmond King's playing well. Uh, Steven Nelson's playing well. I like the Ravens' coach. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tease. i I think I'm gonna bet it in games just because I don't want to. If they, if the Ravens get off to a, uh, I mean, I like the Texans to beat the Ravens here. Uh, I know that the Ravens are the one seed. I know they've been rested. I know they're laying around. But Lamar hasn't won in the playoffs. I don't think the Ravens can come from behind. I think they're a bully team that has to play from the lead. And I think Houston's going to stop their run, force them to pass. And I like Houston to win the game. I think Houston's Houston's so loose. And D'Amico's got them in such a great spot. Um, And they're so damn good as far as their talent. Um, I, I like... I like their defensive ends against Lamar. And I like their secondary against Lamar. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Singletary the way he's running the rock. I love Nico Collins. I love their two tight end set. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Texans on the road in Baltimore, uh, t- and I'm gonna tease it. So, uh, but I I like Baltimore to go down today. What do you
1: think? That's not not completely out of the realm of possibility. One thing that we still have to look at is that for all of the heroics and the performances that we've seen out of the Baltimore Ravens led by Lamar Jackson, we still need to see proof of concept of what Lamar Jackson can do in the playoffs. He still needs to get that monkey off his back. He's got to get a win. Uh, So... The, the the Houston Texans in a lot of ways are the perfect adversary for the Ravens because they got a quarterback that can get the ball out, they're unflappable, fast and young on defense, and they got an offense full of weapons and they can run the ball. One thing I will say though is that this offense is not perfect. Uh I've seen this offense struggle um with uh with um CJ Stroud and they're playing no, against Houston's whole, offense or? Houston's offense, yeah. Okay. And uh They're going against a whole nother beast with that Ravens defense. Now, I will tell you, the Browns got a good defense, but they ain't the Ravens. They're not, especially. uh, And one thing that you can see from CJ Stroud that uh, the Ravens were struggling with um, uh, the Texans were struggling with against the Cleveland Browns is linebackers. I mean, J.O.K. had a day against the Texans when they played in, uh, when they played a couple of weeks ago. And I see the same thing happen with Rokan Swift and Pat McQueen. I think they're going to have a really good day against um, the Texans. And then also, I don't see Lamar Jackson turning, over, turning the ball over. Now, we got to look at what happened with the Texans versus uh, the Cleveland Browns. Now, you got to understand, I called that game. I had the Texans beating the Browns. And one of the reasons why I had the Texans beating the Browns is because of Joe Flacco. All right. That's a huge difference. Joe Flacco put 14 points on the board uh, versus the uh, versus the Texans to even break that game open. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that that defense has seen a whole new level of athlete um, like Lamar when they when they played. And then we're going back to the other game. If you go back to the last game that they played, uh, Lamar Jackson, I'm I'm trying to look over his numbers now. Uh, Player stats. Do you know Lamar's numbers for that game? It, yeah, it, Lamar it, Jackson was seventeen for twenty two, one sixty nine. He had a he had a mediocre day. I just think that he's going to bounce back. Um, I really do. This is
0: here's the thing. I'm the, on the te- I'm on the what's the bet- teaser? Well, my bet's going to be this. I'm 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 playing the seven and a half point teaser. on the and I'm and I'm going to and I'm going to parlay the total. So I'm going to Baltimore's given nine and a half. So if on the seven and a half point teaser, you can get you can get the rave the Texans at 17. I just 17. I, I don't want to be I don't want to I don't want to be disrespectful
1: to the Texans. I don't want to be disrespectful to the Texans, but they look like a young team. They look like a Miami. They look young. Um it's just it, it's even in today's NFL, you can still see a young team and know when they're a bunch of young men playing a bunch of grown men. And I don't see the Texans coming into Baltimore and playing against a grown-ass man squad. This team is too young. I kind of look at the Texans in the same ilk as the Lions in a certain certain aspect as they're young, they're fast, they're eager, they're galvanized by their young coach, they got an ax to grind, and it's them against the world. But – I just feel like the Ravens have a much more complete team than the Texans and I don't I don't think the, Brown, the Browns were perfectly made because they do have holes. So there wasn't enough to really respond to what the Texans were doing but you could play really loose with two pick sixes at home Larry. It ain't that hard. Um so I just I want to be able to just see what they can do on the road against a team like the Ravens where the thing about the Ravens is that the Ravens aren't like us in certain aspects. They finished the season. They finished the season with a good record, um, with a better record than ours, but really the Ravens, they've had their close games. They've had their Barn Burning games where they've
0: had to thug it out and score minimal points to win. So And they've been scoring tons of points recently. In their seasoned. Home. They've they're been scoring seasoned. like 31 points a game at home. Yeah. I just think the weather may keep the game down. And I I I like Houston's defensive ends. Um, I I don't believe in uh, the the Ravens' pass protection, and I really don't like the ra- the Ravens have to have a lead. If they if they if 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 Houston gets up ten nothing, Baltimore is in trouble. So but, that's a but Larry, I, I, think, Larry, I think Larry, Houston's the loose. same
1: way. You the, the same way you see that you say that
0: right. How do you feel about us? I feel differently about the Niners because the Niners have Debo, Iu, Gettle, CMC. Look at look at the Ravens. They don't have J.K. Dobbins anymore. They don't have Keaton Mitchell anymore. They've got Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, beat up Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews rook, is coming back. Rookie Zay Flowers, Zay Flowers, and, and a bunch of just guys. Rashawn Bateman. Just, I don't like Rashawn o- Bateman. O- o- J- Obj. I don't like Isaiah Likley. Likely. I, I like yeah, Isaiah
1: you saying you just don't like, but I know, mean I don't so, like
0: OBJ's. hurt. I don't like. Bateman. I'm not an I guy.
1: find a way to disagree today? Uh,
0: no, I just don't. Oh, I just don't believe us on the same team. I'm, I'm I'm consistent. I didn't like the Ravens' weapons going into the Niner game. I I just think that they're like their running backs have good numbers, but mm-hmm. Justice Hill, I don't believe in Justice Hill, and I don't believe in Gus Edwards. Um, and I and Lamar is lost in the playoffs. Why? Because Lamar, if you make him play from the pocket, he doesn't have great passing weapons, and they've got to, they've got, he's got to run. They've got to be a bowling ball rolling downhill. So, anyway, that's, that's what I'm taking. I'm going to take Houston and I'm going to tease them up to 17. So I'm getting a bunch of points. I think you're, I'm going to go with the the under in the, because of the, I think you're over, I think you're underestimating this Ravens defense, Larry. I really am. I know, because, well, I love the Ravens defense. Um, but Houston just went against Cleveland's defense and put 40 on them. Mm-hmm. And I do and have held, regional bias, Giants. And fans. I, I see haven't seen the Ravens play today. But who's I've seen who's, them play? Yeah, but who's 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 better? Miles Garrett and Zedarius Smith or mm-hmm. Oway and Jadavia and Clowney? Oh, Miles Garrett and yeah. And Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith didn't get to Stroud at all last week. You know, you got to remember Laramie Tunsil is maybe one of the best tackles there is. So I don't know. I, I'm, I think D'Amico's team, maybe it's a little biased. I'm not going to put a ton of money on it, but that's my feel on that one. Let's jump to Tampa and Detroit. Um, Detroit seven and two at home. I think Mm -hmm. the key matchup in this game is Brian branch against Chris Godwin. Um Detroit's first division round game since 1991 when Wayne Fonts was the head coach. They played in week 6 in Tampa Detroit won 20 to 6. Uh as Tampa's defense has given up 248.9 yards per game to opposing quarterbacks, which is 29th in the league. Mm-hmm. Amon-Ra's rolling. Tampa's 30th in the NFL at defending tight ends. Now they get LaPorta. Mm-hmm. The big thing in this game is going to be the blitz. Bowles is going to blitz Goff. Goff had six picks this year against the blitz second most in the NFL, but he also had 13 touchdowns against the blitz, which was third most. Um, also a big matchup is Aiden Hutchinson. Who's got seven sacks in the last three games against Luke Gadecki. Detroit's corners are not great. So I think it's going to be a high scoring game, but I like Detroit to win and cover. Um, it's only Detroit minus six and a half. I think Detroit's going to win this game. I think it's going to be high scoring. Um, and I think Detroit's going to win by 10 to 14 points.
1: Same here. I don't see. Uh, I think it's over. Uh, Baker is going to Baker. Um, I don't think Detroit, I don't think Tampa Bay has enough necessarily defensively to hang out with what Detroit does now. Now def- Detroit's defense, they got holes now. They, they, it's not, it's not all perfect over there. Um, so, you know, they're an imperfect vessel on defense, but what they bring just from a weapon standpoint, from a youth standpoint, even from a coaching standpoint, um, I see Detroit eking this one out. I I won't, I don't say, I won't see a blowout, but they'll handedly win though. I'd say they win by at least a score.
0: You know, I, I kind of do see a blowout because I, you know, I kind of see like this week it's like. The, the Niners are taking on Green Bay and it's like, it's hard to gauge Green Bay. Why? Because they just blew Dallas out. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, every. I think we all are like, whoa, I think next week's going to do the same kind of thing. It's like the Niners have Detroit and I think the Niners are going to win a close one today, but I think, uh, I think Detroit's going to blow out Tampa and it's going to look like, oh my God, look at the lions. We're going to you know play that. Oh my God, look at the lions thing because they're going to blow Tampa away. I, I look at last week's Tampa win as Philly was just a joke. I, I Philly's pass defense last week was horrible. They're horrible. just a
1: shell of themselves, honestly. They're an uninspired football team. They really are, and it's nice. uh, it's hard to play them. You know, you got guys that were playing hard in Philly, but, um, you know, you saw the way they walked off the field. They were
0: destitute. They were destitute. They were
1: done. Okay. Um, they were totally done. Yeah.
0: All right, Kansas City-Buffalo. You go first. Who do you like in Kansas City-Buffalo?
1: Buffalo. I like Buffalo. I think that Josh Allen is back. He's looking good. Their defense is looking okay too. Buffalo's defense is standing up. And honestly, at all time, though. yeah, it's time for Kansas City to kind of like they've been getting off. They've been getting away with murder, man. The what the dirty little secret about Kansas City this year is that what's carried them this year is not their offense; it's their defense. Their defenses carried them to this point of their season. If their offense had anything to do with wh- uh, where they should be in the season, they would just be eking in, honestly. Um, they played against a team, they played against a team that really didn't have enough to expose them. Uh Uh, And really, you know, you look at Travis Kelsey, he's longer in the tooth, multiple drops. That run game is given chance after chance to finally turn on. Patrick Mahomes is playing backyard football against a defense that really can't make him honest. Um, Once you start playing teams where I feel like what's funny is, is that if the if the Chiefs get in a position with the Bills where I feel like the Bills are going to have to force the Chiefs to come out of their shell and score more. Right. Uh And I feel as though that if it comes down to to a possession, possession for possession, the Chiefs have shown time after time, especially in the regular season, that they're quick to complain because they're so used to their process of how they play rather than playing the game that uh I just don't think that they're going to be let off the hook. They do a lot of complaining when things don't go their way, particularly offensively. I'm looking for the Bills to shut that down. The Bills have been playing. Tough football. They're a hot team too. They've had to win. They've had to win and turn it on since their bye week. And at this stage, I just feel like the Chiefs are they haven't really played a complete team and the Bills are going to run right over them. Um
0: I, I like the under here. I think the Bills defense shuts down Kansas City. And yep. I think Kansas City's defense shuts down the Bills. Uh, I I I think the under is gonna play here. Buffalo's won six in a row. Uh, Kansas City's won three in a row. Mahomes is 2-0 against Allen. Allen this year had 44 touchdowns and 18 interceptions. Um, Buffalo's 8-2 at home. They're really good at home. Buffalo beat Kansas City in week 14. Uh, Cook had a big day that day. Buffalo's O-line gave up only 24 sacks this year, which is first. And now you got Kansas City's D-line. Kansas City had 57 sacks, second most in the league. I like Legereus Sneed to shut down Stephon Diggs. Um, Mahomes is going to be a key factor. He led the NFL in first downs off scrambles. Um, Kansas City's defense only gives up 17 a game, which is second best in the league. Uh, And Kansas City is second as far as sacks allowed with 28. They don't give up a lot of sacks. The one thing I like Kansas City in in this game is Buffalo's really hurt at linebacker. And now mm-hmm. they're going to have to defend Travis Kelsey. Uh, I, I, you got to catch I, it first, Larry. Yeah, I would lean towards, um, you know, towards Kansas City, but I don't feel confident. What I feel most confident in here is that it's going to be low scoring. I, th- I think that's a low scoring game. Keith's I agree, hundred percent. Defense, Bills defense, both win. Uh, so mm-hmm. I go under in that game. I'm taking the Lions minus the points in Bucks Lions. I'm taking uh Texans on the teaser to the under. And on the Niner game, I probably won't bet it. But um if I was gonna bet it, I would take um 49ers on the tease to the over. So I would tease that thing to like 43 points and go over. You and- think uh you think it's gonna go over? The, oh yeah, 50.5. It's gonna go over 50.5. I got well, a 28-14. Yeah, I'm my gonna score. say niners. So I'd get niners like minus two and a half and over like 58. Did you or, go score or, prediction, or I, Larry? Or I should say uh over no over 43. Yeah, that's pretty over 43 is I think pretty pretty likely. That is. Hey, did you go score prediction? What's your score prediction? I'm gonna say 49ers, 24. Um, 49ers 24 Green Bay
1: 17 28-14 28-14 I got, Yeah I got 28-14 I think it's going to be a low scoring one It's not going to be that crazy 28 eight. will be too shy of 30 uh, I only think that we'll get to 28 because we'll We'll, we'll score quick I think we're probably going to go up Early on them and uh, You know if we don't uh, if Jordan Love makes it a day, now we have to have this conversation just to be responsible, right? But if the if the 49ers lose, how do they lose, Larry?
0: If the 49ers lose, they lose because of turnovers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: penalties, and um, broken plays. Broken All right. Plays.
1: For me... If they lose, it'll be
0: broken plays on D.
1: Okay. It'll be pass protection. Um, It'll be missed tackles on the run game on defense. And fatigue. If we see these boys tired after 20 days rest. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I, they're, that's, they're, but no, but if we lost. Right. If we lost. Right. Because there's a difference of a team that's been playing. They're hot. They know what it's like to play a game. And then there's a difference between the team that kind of took off, laid off. But that's not an excuse, but it's just a reality. But if if there was a way that we had to lose this game, I would say it would be pass protection from the offensive line because the Ravens showed something about simulated pressures and confusing our pass protection. Miss tackles on defense in the run game. I could see us really getting our eyes getting too big for our stomach. A lot of guys lunging, flying past, and then it would be having our defense on the field too long because our offense is getting taken off the field too
0: quick because we're not running the ball. I would say I'm also concerned about the kicker a little bit. A little bit. Okay. I, I don't want to see the thing put in the hands of Jake. So, uh, nothing against Jake, but he's a rookie and it's a hot, big situation. Uh, yeah. A couple more supers and then we're bolt. I'm old. Greg says, F those other teams. This is a Niners day. Larry and coach, let's get a drunk cast after the W. Well, I'll, I will be going in the post game. Coach has got, got some <laughs> booze going right there. Coach, what are you doing in the post game window? I got this. All right. But how this long do you guys game. go for? We're going to go for a hard
1: hour. He just told me we're going to go for a hard hour. What we go mean? for a hard hour and we stop off. I'll hop over. I'll hop over and do your I'll stream. Do this
0: I'll do this. I'll send you an invite because, you know, that I'm at the stadium, right? So I'm going to okay. go into the locker room, talk to the players, talk to the coaches, go to the presser. So we won't even start. Um, what kickoff is we won't even start until like, you know, a good 45 minutes to an hour after the game. Mm-hmm. So. I'll send you. I'll send you a link. I'd love to. I'd love to get your thoughts in the post game, man. That'd be awesome. Hell yeah,
1: man! Like send me over a link. Me and Vish are gonna get ours in, and then I'll swing right over and do yours. That sounds
0: good. DP says, "Crew, coach, today is the day, guys. This is gonna be blowout city. Let's fucking go. Let's go, dog. Yo, go I'm for,
1: hype. Let go for Bro.
0: we have to win. By popular demand, I'm gonna change my name to Goat for Bro." <laughs> Goat for broke. <laughs> laughing my ass off. Awesome. Matthew Sanders. We're going to have to call the wambulance from home. Ambulance. Ah, that is great. That is great. All right, That is great. That is great. All right. That's going to do it. Uh, thank you to everybody. I know it's a quick stream today, but I got a lot going on. I got to travel. I got to get down there. I'm doing pregame. I got a lot going on. Um, and a couple things I got to get done before I get down there. So I appreciate every single one of you guys. Thanks to Pig and a Pickle for being the title sponsor of the Krug Show. Thanks to uh, Marin Autoglass. Thanks to Mojo Fantasy. Thanks to Underdog Fantasy uh, and Coach. Thanks to you, man. We've been, uh, you know, we've been doing this all year. It's been great. Uh, you're fantastic. Have a have an enjoyable uh, game. Go Niners and uh, Sir. I will give you final thought. Hey, listen today, guys. Hold on to somebody close.
1: We got a journey. All right? And we're going to win today. It's all about the Bay. They got to do it for the Bay today. These boys, they don't need anybody half-guessing them, second-guessing, critiquing. This is what the entire conversation is about. We waited the entire year. Let's go, faithful. This is the coach. Stay low and keep your feet moving. Peace,
0: we're out. Yeah, never met a man, I've been scared of. Careful, you won't get exactly what you asked for.